rags-to-riches story that doesn't happen often. Harry Sanders went from living on the streets as a teenager to a tech multimillionaire. Tonight, he's using his platform to help those less fortunate during National Homelessness Week. It's estimated nearly a quarter of all people experiencing homelessness are aged between 12 and 24 years old. A truly terrifying age to be living in such conditions. Harry joins me tonight from Melbourne. Harry, good evening. Do you think people realise how widespread youth homelessness is? I don't think they do. I think if people realise the amount of people, young people especially, being about 22%, um, they're experiencing, out of all the homeless, those people, um, it's an insanely uh, large amount of the population uh, that are experiencing that homelessness. It really is, and it does seem to be growing, just even anecdotally or, or walking around cities. How would it have changed your life to have had more support as a teenager? Having more support for me and for those experiencing homelessness is literally a game changer. If you can help these people within the first year of them being on the streets, it makes a massive difference in their ability to have a normal life. Tell us more about that. What do you mean by have a normal life? What are some steps? Getting a job, having a house, feeling safe, all those feelings and not dealing with a lot of the mental health difficulties that come with people that experience homelessness for longer than a year. Harry, there are many homeless people living in and around our major cities uh, who people pass on the, work to, on the way to work every day, on the way home every day. What's the number one thing Australians can do if they do come across someone homeless? I think a lot of people default to thinking about giving food or giving money, which are lovely things, but sometimes it can be as simple as a smile. One, one story that changed my life was a little girl that came up to me and gave me this little metallic Vespa, a tiny little key ring. But on that day, I felt seen, I felt visible, and I didn't feel like a burden. Uh, and that drove me for that entire week. It gave me hope and it made me feel like there was something worth fighting for. Harry, could you explain to us a little more the, the link between um, mental health problems and homelessness? I, I'm sure it must deteriorate very rapidly when you, when you feel like your wits end as, as though it sounded like you did. Yeah, so mental health is a, a big part of being on the streets. You feel like baggage, you feel like a burden, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of, um, you know, you feel uh, uncomfortable, you almost feel like you don't want to talk about it, there's a stigma around being homeless. Um, so all of that plays into your mental health, especially when you're walking past people and they look away from you in disgust and that all just makes that, you know, mental health conversation even more difficult. And despite facing that, you did end up climbing your way out of that situation. How did you do that? <laughs> well, uh, like any self-made story, I wasn't very self-made. I was very lucky to have two incredible people, one being my social worker, Carly, and another one being a mentor of mine, Graham, who was on the board of the Lighthouse Foundation, saw me in that situation and said, uh, why don't you learn a bit about business and maybe that could help. And it just, just resonated with you, you took it from there? <laughs> Well, I really did. He took me along to a couple free networking events and that's where I got my first few clients and like any business, it snowballed from there. Wonderful. Uh, the federal government yesterday announced plans to develop a new national housing and homelessness plan. Do you find that encouraging? I do find it encouraging. I think they are making steps towards rectifying a situation that's getting worse in Australia. I think there's definitely key uh, things in that message that need to be worked on. We're looking at a lot of new housing, 
but uh, I think we need to put in some metrics around getting people housed within that um, imminent one year period, especially young people, um, because the damage that does just from an economic perspective, supporting that funding that um, when people already have severe mental health issues that are mounting and mounting, it just gets harder and harder. And what else should the plan include? So we understand in terms of like structurally what it should include, but is there anything else in terms of support you think is essential to be in there? I think there needs to be some more mental health support. It's something that we've spoken about, but it's something that's very key for people on the street. You can provide housing to people, but if you can't fix their mental health, that's only one part of the problem. Uh, so we need to make sure that there's adequate mental health support, social workers, support workers around to help these, these young people and these homeless people. Harry, your experience obviously stayed with you throughout your life and helped shape it. Tell us about some of the important work you've been doing since then with the Lighthouse Foundation. So my work with the Lighthouse Foundation now as an ambassador means that I go, I speak at different events, I raise awareness around youth homelessness, just so Australians can have more understanding around how common this issue is and what we can do as a nation to prevent it. Um, so we're always looking for foster carers, we're looking for volunteers to help paint houses. Um, even if you're not the most, you know, maybe the best tradie, it's still a great way to come down and help with some of the work that needs to be done to make sure these people have proper housing. Well, thank you for what you do, Harry, and thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me.